Hi, welcome to Two Girls, One Journey. I'm Naya. I'm Gabby. Here we talk about all things kidney beans. And everything in between. We have Brittany here. And Brittany has been a friend of mine. How long have I known you? Like maybe a year or two? A couple years? No, I think it's before COVID, I think. For like probably, yeah, I was going to say about three years now, going on four. Because we met right before COVID. Um, I found you on Facebook. And that's how we got started with our friendship. Yeah. And you invited me to Grace, actually. I think that's one of the top connections for us because I seen that you were from Tampa. And I was really, like, plugging in with my faith so strong around that time that I met you. Because I'd been waiting for a kidney going on about a year and a half. And I figured we both could do with the encouragement and have some faith in our lives so I was like come over to Grace Family Church and when I bumped into you last year it just brought me so much joy to see you at you know at the church so um that's how we rekindled things two three years later yeah and then we're you did that group during COVID um for a little bit too and actually it was so I'm so glad that you brought me and a few other women like Giselle and Betsy together because to be honest I only have one friend um, that you know dealt with this and so I didn't have a lot of people that were going through the same thing at the same at the same time you know and so it really helps especially since my one friend has a total different opinionated view than I do on our situation so I was really grateful to have you and take me under your wing with Betsy and Giselle and have a little group of gals yeah I think too like being our age um Betsy Giselle myself and you we're probably like one to two years apart and I felt like that population needed people who understood what ESRD looks like what we go through because Every time I'd go to the doctor's office, I felt like I was the youngest patient. I don't know about you guys, but I literally, anytime I'd go in to the doctor's office or the hospital room, I'm like, why do I feel like I am the youngest patient going through this? So when I met um, you, Gabby, when I met Giselle through Betsy, I felt like this was a really great opportunity for us to put this community together of course life happens and we haven't been able to like have that support group as frequently as we'd like it to through zoom but what I love is now that we're starting to feel more comfortable getting out and being together in person it has allowed us to meet up like we did recently um all four of us at Oxford Exchange so that was really cool we're taking it offline and um, I think that's even better to have that human interaction in person. Totally agree. Definitely. Totally. I don't know. I like the whole women aspect of it, too, because I don't know. I know men go through this, too, obviously. But it's like we have other issues that come with this, you know. And so to be able to have other people that actually do understand, like I can talk to a man about, you know, that's on dialysis all day long about dialysis. But can we talk about, you know, like periods and stuff and, you know things that happen with dialysis or transplant whatever motherhood or things yeah so true and like for me I love that you're saying that motherhood Nina as you said is such a major topic of conversation for me right now with 
my my family with my doctors and I just want to know like what that looks like and so I haven't met a transplant patient who has had um gone through that pregnancy obviously it exists it can happen which is great but I'm really hoping that as we get together outside um outside of like online meeting and, and chatting we can meet someone who has had that pregnancy experience and they can let us know what that was like you know because going through the doctors and, and hearing what they have to say is great but when you meet someone who's actually gone through it and had to adjust medication and you know see specialists it'll it'll hit differently so <clears throat> I'm excited to kind of hear more about you know that person's perspective in the future in the near future that is so true because doctors i think think with statistics and numbers and all of that mm-hmm. and and they obviously they experience it in a different way a caregiving way versus being the actual patient so a patient can tell you a whole a whole influx of information not just number wise or what have you actual experience so I'm interested in that, too, actually, at this point of my life It goes along the same lines, though. Like, you know how they say, like, nurse practitioners and nurses have more practical knowledge because doctors have book knowledge. Yes. So that's why they work so well together. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. (laughs) Literally. And so I think it's the same with patients, too. Like, you have... We literally have living, is it practical knowledge or living knowledge? You know, we have... Just living knowledge. Experience. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. I was going to say, being like, I prefer to go with the living knowledge. I don't know about you ladies, but I think sometimes, you know, the doctors are just going off of, like, books, Mm -hmm. and that's all great. Like, that's all great, but when you hear about people who say, okay, like, I've had my transplant 30 years, and I'm still on my first one, and here, here's what I've been doing successfully to help keep me going, or if you hear someone that says, yeah, I'm on my second pregnancy, I think that'll resonate so much deeper for me than a doctor saying, like, okay, this will only last you eight to ten years, you know? Yes. It kind of, it, it almost promotes anxiety and fear for me like when I'd hear those kind of um, conversations with the doctors but I did get plugged in with a podcast and I can tell you guys later with that podcast it's about transplants as well but I heard one guy say he had his transplant for 60 years and counting and that came probably three months after my second transplant but it provided so much hope to me because you know when you go through this you want to hold on to hope as much as you can like we've gone through so much in life that we hear enough devastating news and and um disappointing news that when you can hear someone say i've had it for 60 years it it definitely like provides a glimmer of hope you know oh yeah i completely agree with that and like that's the thing too like number wise as you said like people's experiences and like those who've experienced a super successful transplants that have aged well and you know mm-hmm. defy the numbers i'm like i want to know your secret what's to do it like <laughs> like let me get my pen and paper i gotta hear this yeah, i'll take notes front and center like you know so i think that's super important and, and i also like when people are super raw about their journeys and their experiences because i feel like it's what we go through is 
dark let's be honest it's not easy especially in our age because i've met people like my dialysis center when i was in center they were older and they're like you know what this isn't what i pictured but i'm okay because i've lived and they'd look at me with such sympathy in their eyes i'm like oh my god like i'm telling you the in center is the most depressing depressing place you could put me i no yeah but like and I mean that in the most... I don't mean it in a horrible way. I just mean it, there's no livelihood and no willingness to progress there. It depends, too, like, where you're at. And it depends. But a lot of the group is, like, either super old people. And that's the thing, too, who are either in nursing centers and things like that. I think in my center in particular, we, all, we had, like, maybe like a handful of, like, young people. But it is... It's super sad. But, like, going back to what I was trying to say, it's just that what we go through is so dark. And I like when people share the good and the bad because you can't like it's a balance you know the success and the things that you do after or during show that I mean and you don't have to like it's whatever you're comfortable with doing but like I hate when people just kind of pass over like the nitty-gritty of what we go through yeah to your point there I've definitely heard from the elder population their perspective and a lot of them and even some younger patients that I've met they feel like giving up but I think that the key is you just have to like especially with I know my age like I just know that this is not a destination like that sickness was not a destination it was a bump in the road but I was choosing to like run it over my friend said that analogy to me earlier today she's like there's a bump in the road and you just need to run it over and honestly that's how I look at dialysis is and the and the transplant you know workup process is we can't allow it to just suck our emotions suck the rest of our joy and suck our future so Gabby like honestly I admire the way that you're you've been handling the dialysis process because you travel you know you're a big advocate for us patients Washington DC so it's truly how you go through things that will determine the outcome so if you're going to like be negative I think that you're going to get negative back but if you choose to go through things positive you'll get it back that's not to say things are not going to come up just have to try and force yourself to channel your energy on on good things and I feel like knowing that health is on its way something to channel your energy to i think that's i could totally like sympathize with that because like there was a point like the first two years it was hard when i was doing it then 2022 something kind of changed in my mindset i was like you're working diligently to like get there you have to trust the process but like i accepted that i have life still i'm here whether i'm doing dialysis or not my perspective changed in the fact that like I'm going to make the best that I can with what I have. and But I'm not going to be complacent in sitting in this chair. Like, I'm going to do both. I'm going to do what I need to do, fight, push forward, and still live my life as best as I can. Definitely. Definitely. I think for me, a, a really hard moment in time going through this dialysis was... Um, Well, yeah, was when I had gotten a call for a transplant. And this was during COVID. It was August 2020. And come to find out, they rejected me. They were like, nope, nope, we're not going to be able to take you. We think you may have cancer. And I feel like that was the hardest process for me to grasp that, I one got rejected I was I was called here under the assumption like I'm going to walk out with a whole new lease on life in whether it's three to ten days 
And then secondly, for the doctor to tell me, no, we think you have cancer, I felt so many different emotions. And I was in a dark place. I was truly in a dark place. But I would say that just try, like you said, realizing I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to allow this to be like the outcome of my life uh, inspired me to keep pressing forward and to keep going and I would say it was nine months after that you know that call that I had back in in 2020 did I get a call that they found the best matching transplant for me so I think everything happens for a reason but you know there are times it's really hard like we had stickers on the back of my car my mom's car saying oh my daughter needs a kidney transplant here call this number and we did put my phone number on the sticker but when I tell you the types of calls we'd get like people wanting money or you know people saying they're interested but nothing ever came out of it nothing like we never heard from them it was hard so I really like I believe we're warriors and um the fact that I get to be on this podcast to share like what the behind the scenes looked like for me is so great because we all kind of go through this process differently like I think the second time of going through a transplant I definitely showed my transparency more than I did when I was 15 and 16 you know, um, when I went through this process, when I was 15, 16, I chose to hide it. I think it was a sense of like pride, a sense of like fear of what people my age, you know, that's such a crucial age, like of trying to feel accepted. Um, not sure what people were going to think, you know, whereas this last time around, I was like 25, 26 or something like that, or 26, 27, I was more honest to let people know like hey this is what's going on I once may have seemed like I had it all together but this disease is a respecter of no one and but look at how I'm handling it and so yeah I just you know I felt like social media was a powerful way for me to share like the process thank you so much for being on Brittany we appreciate it You're welcome. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Drive safe. Thank you.